sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Back live right here for hour number two of the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM, Channel 159. It's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Sports Grid Network. Thank you for joining us here on this Wednesday on TMA. I am Ben Stevens. Hour number two starts with Puck Talk with Ben. Yes, we are back. The NHL season, 2022-23, dropping last night. And it started with a game in Madison Square Garden, not far away from us here in Midtown Manhattan, a rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals between the New York Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. What a goalie matchup we had last night, right? Andre Vasilevsky on one side for the Bolts. It was Igor Shosturkin on the other side for the New York Rangers. The reason I smile right now is I get to say Igor Shosturkin again, one of the best names in all of the sport. And it was Shosturkin getting the better of Vasilevsky. The Rangers, the better of the Bolts last night. 3-1 the victory for New York to start off the season with a win. The Rangers, a slight, slight favorite at home last night. Minus 125 on that money line. The Tampa Bay Lightning were just at plus 104 on that money line. So pretty close there in the differential as we got going last night to start off the NHL season. A total at five and a half stays under and the under had the juice that was the expectation for a goaltender matchup between Vasilevsky and Shesterkin so both of these teams meeting in the Eastern Conference Finals last year the Bolts got back to their third straight Stanley Cup final looking for their third straight Stanley Cup it did not end that way Colorado the Avs hoisting Lord Stanley's Cup last year but what is the outlook for this season for both New York and Tampa Bay both heavily favored to get into the postseason again. Tampa was minus 700 in their preseason number. The Lightning had the third best price to win the Eastern Conference at plus 650 before things started. It is now 10 to 1 also for the New York Rangers and teams that were going to factor into the race for a Stanley Cup trophy. As we look at it right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, have we seen any odds movement based on what happened last night in Madison Square Garden? Eh, not so much. The Lightning still at plus 650 and the Rangers still at 10 to 1. That is the fourth best price on Tampa Bay, by the way, to win the East. The sixth best number on the New York Rangers to win the Eastern Conference right now. Speaking of Eastern Conference teams, here's the expectation for the Maple Leafs this year. They are co-favorites in the East at 5-1 to one, alongside the Carolina Hurricanes, the Florida Panthers, the third best price at plus 550. The Montreal Canadiens made some noise in the postseason two years ago, but now you have to scroll pretty far down the board to find Montreal. They are 50-1, to one, tied with the Flyers and the Sabres for the longest odds to win the Eastern Conference crown this year. But it's a Canadian clash up in the Great White North in Montreal tonight between the Maple Leafs and the Canadiens. And as you can see, Toronto, a large favorite in this season opening matchup tonight. Minus 280, that price on Toronto on the money line. They are a goal and a half favorite on the puck line, and it's even more juiced if you want to back the Maple Leafs there. A total at six and a half 
And the over has the juice at minus 134. Last year's NHL regular season MVP, the Hart Trophy winner, Austin Matthews, plays, of course, for the Maple Leafs. So as we continue to go around the National Hockey League, opening night last night, opening week all around the NHL, plenty more to get to out in the Western Conference and how the Stanley Cup lays out. But first, we welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience here, the second hour of the morning after Live on this Wednesday, all across the grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159. All of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the mix as well. I am Ben Stevens. This is Puck Talk with Ben. For the first time this regular season in the NHL, because it started here stateside last night. Now, the Stanley Cup is a very interesting market at the moment. The Colorado Avalanche entered this season with a plus 450 number. To repeat, the Avs are really really good as the odds would indicate they are such a short favorite as compared to the rest of the league based on those odds they are out of the western conference but the four other best prices are out of the eastern conference for the top five odds right now to win lord stanley's cup from the east it's only the avs out of the west and colorado starts their title defense tonight at home against the chicago blackhawks and they're a minus 450 favorite on that money line. In fact, they're not just a goal and a half favorite on the puck line. They're a two and a half goal favorite, and it's only plus 112 if you want to back the Avs. That is a substantial, substantial line for a season opening game, but should show you how the Blackhawks stack up against the reigning Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. A total at six and a half as well. So we showed it to you. The Colorado Avalanche are the favorites in a pretty short number to win the Stanley Cup for a second straight year. They play in the Western Conference. Who can challenge them in the West? And if they can, will it be enough to help the Western Conference win a Stanley Cup? That's the interesting part because right now the odds have both the East and the West at the same point and the same price to win a Stanley Cup this year. The West is Colorado, but the East has the depth. A couple of teams in the Western Conference also getting underway last night on opening night of this NHL season. It was the Vegas Golden Knights, the Los Angeles Kings, the Kings a slight favorite, but it's the Knights that win that first game this year, a goal in the final 30 seconds of regulation. Keep an eye on the Oilers, though, if you're looking for value. I just think when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, two of the three best odds to win the NHL MVP, it's a pretty stout sign. More of the morning after, up next, live right here on Sports. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. What else in the Wednesday world is happening all across the sports landscape? That's what we ask here with our guy, Dubs Anderson, live on this Wednesday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Dubsy is here to go all around the world. We're talking Zozo Championship. We're talking World Cup preview because that starts pretty soon as well. And some Champions League action in international football. Dubsy, what else in the world is happening that is why you are here with us on this Wednesday. Thank you for joining us, my friend. 
Beanie, happy Wednesday, mate. I'm actually getting ready to uh, to start bringing weather updates to the Sports Grid Network because I think we just need to cover all bases. It's a sunny day out here on the West Coast, Benny. Seven, 77 degrees with a top 82, but so much going on in the sports world. I mean, the Champions League going on there today, Benny. Uh, for all the soccer fans, the soccer punters, this is as big as it gets. Yes, we've got the Premier League, La Liga, but this is where we bring the best of the best from Europe all together. Man City, Real Madrid, they sealed their fate. Yes, they're moving through to the round of 16, but there's still a lot to play for here. The second day of match day four for the Champions League. A couple of big matchups, Ben, which I think we found a bit of value here. Rangers taken on Liverpool. Now, we're going to Scotland for this one. Rangers, it's a big step up in class trying to take on Liverpool. And again, what are Liverpool really playing for? They're going to take on Man City this weekend. So I don't think they're going to you know, go out all uh, high-octane offense attack, trying to score at a high clip. And for the Rangers, you know, what we see here, Ben, when some of these teams are out of their depth, they park the bus. They want to get a draw. That's how they get a result. They get points, and that's going to help them move on to the next round. Liverpool sitting in second place here for Group A. Rangers in fourth. Liverpool won this one last week, 2 to nothing in Anfield. I'm going to say both teams to not score, no, plus 112. I think we see a clean sheet here, and I think it's going to come from the Rangers. Mm. Liverpool are going to blank them one to nothing, two to nothing. We're still getting plus money to start the Wednesday. Doesn't get much better than that here, Benny. Um, I can break. Yeah, what, what else? Uh, Group D, Tottenham taking on Frankfurt for Tottenham. Uh, okay. Harry Kane and the lads, second in, in goal scoring for the Premier League here. The English Giants uh, taking on the German Giants there. It's going to be in London. Huge advantage to Tottenham for this one, Benny. And I guess it should be noted they lost their fitness trainer there last week. So emotions are running high. Uh, we didn't see many goals in this matchup last week. This is the return league, but I think we see a change in uh, for that one. There's going to be a bit more attack coming from Ant Antonio Conte and his lads. I think it's going to be in the shape of big Harry Kane up front. I think we see a one nothing, 2 nothing result here. You can get the under 2.5 goals scored, plus 116. Plus money on a Wednesday morning, Benny. I'm losing myself. Dubsy, that's great stuff because I was going to ask what the approach is to these Champions League games and matches when you have Liverpool such a substantial favorite outright at minus 290 yesterday. Although the line is working in your assessment of this match, it's now just minus 240. We could focus on Barcelona and Inter as well. Barca is a minus 210 favorite. So Dubsy, how do you find that value as you break down these matches in the Champions League? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, uh, for Barcelona, the, the, these guys are giants, right? Supremos in the world of football, the world of soccer. Lewandowski, one of the best players in the business. But they're taking on into, into Milan. Italian giants. Uh, Inter won this one last week, one to nothing. And this is the beauty of Champions League, Benny. You know, if you get one up on us last week, we're going to return. We're going to come into your house and try and get mm. it done. Camp now for Barcelona. This is an absolute fortress. Inter have played here five times. They've never won. Um, so history is going against them. And for Inter, do they really need a win? Not really. You know, the top two go through in the group stages. For Group C, yeah. Inter, they've started pretty strong for their campaign. I'm going to say uh, we get a little uh, maybe one one apiece, 2-1, Barcelona get it done. And I'm going to throw in a little uh, both teams to score there, minus 130. It's not sensational value, but it's decent. And again, if Barcelona are going to get it done, it's going to be off the back of Lewandowski, you can get him at plus 230 there for an anytime goal scoring opportunity. That's how we got to find value for some of these lopsided matchups. It's a great point, Dubsy, because it's not just the 
upset outright that is concerning for these teams right now in these clubs in international play. It's just racking up the points to advance to the stages that you need to get to. So as we look at the Champions League outright odds, Man City is such a substantial favorite at this moment. Plus 175, so much shorter than even Bayern Munich at 6-1. to one. PSG, apparently Kylian Mbappe, not too happy with his club at the moment. Plus 650, Liverpool, who you mentioned, at plus 850. Dubsy, from the big card we had yesterday, did any of those results stand out to you? Yeah, I think uh, Chelsea's one that comes to mind there, Benny. Now, they parted ways with their gaffer there recently. Uh, they lose Thomas Tuchel. They bring in Graham Potter from Brydenhove and Albion, who's had the biggest raps in the Premier League, as being you know the up-and-coming manager. Since he's come in, they have looked fantastic. So I think Chelsea's one we've got to watch who presents a bit of value there at 14-1. to 1. For Man City, the biggest shock yesterday was uh, splitting points with Copenhagen. Couldn't get on the score sheet. They copped a red card early in that match. And, of course, when you're playing 10 on 11, even if it is Man City against Copenhagen, um, you know, you're really trying to push it uphill there. But for Man City, I mean, everyone is raving on about Erling Holland, Ben. And this guy is an absolute superstar. We didn't see him out there yesterday because why would you? Yeah. You know, for Man City, all they needed was a draw to, to progress to the round of 16. They absolutely got that. But on every level this season at the Premier League, the Champions League, Man City, uh, for me, they're, they're playing at a different level. I haven't seen any teams thus far in La Liga, Serie A, the Premier League, who can really push these guys past the post. People will say, well, you look at the Premier League, you know, Arsenal's there, Liverpool, Tottenham, but no, no, no. Erling Holland and what he's brought to that already, you know, superstar lineup in Man City for Pep Guardiola, uh, second to none. So plus 175, plus money for Man City. This is the title that's really eluded them. Um, I don't mind that play at all. Holland just keeps scoring goals. They can't make his anytime goal scoring prop low enough. He continues to cash when he is in there in the starting 11. All right, Dubs, now to the Zozo Championship, a PGA Tour event that features some big names like Xander Shoffley. He's the favorite on the board right now at plus 850. Recognizable other golfers like Sunjay M, Colin Morikawa. Where do you think the value is on the outright board for the Zozo Championship? Yeah, and it should be noted, Benny, it's a bit of a wacky one for us this week because they're going to be uh, teeing off later tonight. Um, you know, primetime mm. golf for us here in the U.S. because it's playing in Japan, Accordia Golf, Narashino Country Club. Who's won at this track before? Matsuyama got the win last year, Tiger Woods before that. It's an old-school golf course, so I'm leaning towards iron play. The guys who are a bit more familiar playing over there in Asia as well. I mean, Xander Shoffley, he did win the gold medal. I think Hideki's got a good chance of going back-to-back. But Colin Morikawa presents a bit of value for me. Still, I value as the best iron player in the world, a major winner, a five-time winner on tour. But people have sort of forgotten about him because he didn't really have a win on the PGA Tour last season. He's coming in off that President's Cup. He loves playing over in Japan. So I think Colin Morikawa is a name we certainly got to watch. Uh, If you're looking for a bit more value, Siwoo Kim at 31 to 1. Again, the President's Cup, I think that was a, a great confidence builder. We saw, uh, you know, spots last weekend there in Las Vegas that Siwoo Kim has really found his game. And I think the old broomstick putter is helping on that front as well. 31 to 1, that's good value. A bit more value, Christian Bezaden out, the South African scrambler. He's looking to get that breakthrough win on the PGA Tour. And this is a good week to do it, Benny. There's going to be a lot of fans over there, but the media attention to some of these guys who play week in, week out on the PGA Tour, who don't necessarily fit the bomb and gouge, old school golf course, old school golfers, Christian Bezaden out at that number, 
I like his chances to get the breakthrough win. And if you want an absolute flyer, we'll throw in CT Pan, bronze medalist from the Olympics, 120 to 1 from the top rope there, Benny. Sham, wow, and he plays in the sunglasses. How can we not like a guy who's playing golf in sunglasses? CT Pan, 120 to 1. 78 plays in the field, Benny. You don't have to beat as many as we usually do week in, week out right. on the tour. I don't mind that. Dubsy, very quickly here. Only 30 seconds left. The World Cup starts in just over a month. The Americans haven't looked great in their warm-up matches. Scale of 1 to 10. Confidence level in Team USA in the World Cup. It was a 7 six months ago. And from what I saw from those recent friendlies, Greg Berhalter and the lads, they're up against it. Maybe a 1.5 oh. or 1.7, oh. Benny. Pulisic is my guy. All right, a little over a month to get ready. Come on, USA. More of the morning after next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're getting ready for week number six of this NFL season here on a Wednesday. We start week six tomorrow in the National Football League. We'll talk about that game in a minute. But as we look to the Sunday slate, it is Jim Saunas' Sunday slate from FanDuel and Numberfire joining us here once again on the morning after. But it's the early Saunas Sunday slate where we maybe can get ahead of the numbers if that is even possible in the National Football League. But Jim, thank you so much for joining us here on this Wednesday on the morning after. Great to have you back on the show. Yeah, it's great to be here. And honestly, like the games we're talking about today are a lot of the games where I actually have opinions. So like, I feel like the downside is I come on here and I'm like, ah, I don't really have a read on this game. I don't have a, a bet in this one. But like the games we're talking about, I actually have like uh, some bets I like. So good selection process on your guys' ends over at SportsGrid. Shout out to the production team here, John Shames, our associate producer as well, Joe Frizo, helpful in crafting this rundown as always. So, Jim, do you have a thought on tomorrow night to kick off week number six at Soldier Field in Chicago between the Commanders and the Bears? It's a one-point spread in favor of the home team, Chicago. It's an over-under at 37.5. Jim, after what we saw last week on a Thursday night between the Colts and and the Broncos, many people were excited for any other football game. They looked forward, flipped the calendar, and saw that it was Commanders Bears this week and were maybe less than enthused. How ugly is this game going to be tomorrow night? Oh, it's real ugly. It's going to be bad. Yeah. But I think that that's more incentive to potentially have some action on this game. And I actually do like the Commanders here on the money line. It's minus 104 right now at FanDuel Sportsbook. I've got the Commanders uh, as being the favorites in this game. It's not a massive mm. uh, edge as far as what my numbers are showing. I've got uh, Washington by 1.6 points in this game. So... I've got the win outs closer to 55% or so, which to me says I can feel good betting this money line, despite the fact it has moved in Washington's favor. They were plus uh, 104, I believe, yesterday morning. It's now minus 104. So there has been some movement towards Washington, but still some value there based on my numbers. Part of that is it's just a, a low opinion of the, the Bears offense. Uh, I do weight passing offense pretty heavily, and that has not been a strength so far. But also I think that's actually a fine thing to do here because – 
the Washington defense, although they've been bad overall, they've been pretty good against the rush. So the one thing the Bears want to do, and the one thing they do very well, you know, they're a good ground team, they run the football. But the commanders are actually pretty good in that regard. So it's a, it's not a great matchup for Chicago. It's not a great overall situation for them. So I actually do like the commanders' money line, minus 104 right now. I think that's actually a pretty good number to get yourself action on this game. It's not just action for action's sake and what could be a bad right. game. But I do think there's a good value there in betting on the commanders. Listen, if your numbers are showing an edge in any way for Thursday night football, it is something to dive into for sure. So from Thursday night to the early look at the Sunday slate as well. Jim, just last month, the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Indianapolis Colts as a three-point underdog. The Jaguars win outright 24-0, shutting out Indianapolis, who happens to have the worst scoring offense in the league. But that was the eighth straight victory for the Jags over the Colts in Duval County in Jacksonville. This game on Sunday, back in the AFC South to wrap up this season series, is in Indianapolis. And the Colts now a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So, Jim, how do your numbers evaluate that home field advantage in this matchup between Indy and Jacksonville? We're real close to seeing value on the Jags. We are razor close. So <laughs> there was movement overnight towards the Indy side of things, which means there's been some money on Indy, which to me says we might get this number to move more in their favor as the week goes along. But I don't think that should be the case. Jacksonville is just, I think, a better team, honestly, than this indie team right now. I have two separate models that I run. One is pretty heavily weighted towards a prior still, and one is based on just 2022 data. I do not use that one to bet because it's a flawed way to do things. I want a prior in there and stuff like that. But in both models, it says the Jags are a better team than Indy is right now. It's pretty razor thin for the prior model because I it just still has some like, hey, preseason hype around the, the Colts in there. But yeah. I don't. I don't think they're very good. So I'm watching this line right now. If we get more movement towards Indy, I will bite on the Jags, probably opting towards the money line there. I've got uh, Indy favored by 0.81 points in this game after including home field in there. So I'm keeping an eye on this number. Right now it's plus 120 on the money line for the Jags. If we can get that a little bit further out, you know, 125, 130, I will actually take the bait and go with them at that point. But for right now, it's kind of a watch and see. I think there's a decent chance we get to a spot where I'm actually willing to bite on the Jags. But I think based mm. on the way this number has moved, now is not the right time to get that. But uh, I would like to bet the Jags. I think I'll get a shot to do so later on this week just because for some reason people still have faith in this Colts offense. I don't know how you could. They're the worst scoring offense in the league, averaging less than two touchdowns per game. And that total at 41 and a half. Well, Indianapolis under in all five so far this year by an average margin of 12 and a half points per game, substantially under their booked total. So let's look at the AFC South now, Jim, if you will allow us and please cover your eyes for those of you <laughs> at home if you don't care about this division. The Colts are now a favorite once again at plus 155. It was Jacksonville the favorites entering week number five. Jim, is there a team that you trust right now in the AFC South? Uh, trust is not the right word I would use. I can't trust anybody here. I refuse to use that word, but I do think there is value in the Jags at plus 240. I actually do think that's a pretty solid number. Like if you can't get to the money line in the Jags, maybe just opt for uh, their divisional odds at plus 240. I think that Tennessee's offense has exceeded my expectations so far this year. Based on their personnel, I thought they'd be pretty bad this year, and they've been good there. But their defense, sneaky, sneaky, awful, hideous. 
terrible so far this year. That's why I've actually mm. got some interest in the Jags. Their defense has played much better than I thought that they would. Again, going back to the two separate models I have, one that is based on a prior, one that is based on exclusively 2022 data, the, the model I trust has Tennessee one spot ahead of Jacksonville. I think they are uh, 19th and 20th, so still not that great. Mm. But they're pretty up there. If I look at just the 2022 model, it's, it's heavily slanted towards the Jags in this division, despite the rain game against Philadelphia, despite that awful performance against Houston last week, it still likes the Jags. So plus 240 on Jacksonville right now, I kind of think there's some value there. The defense exceeding expectations, the Tennessee defense looking hideous right now, despite the offense being pretty good. I think the Colts stink. Uh, I'm happy to keep betting against them. So to me, Jags plus 240 to win the SC South, I kind of like it. That spread, two and a half. Again, in favor of Indianapolis against Jacksonville this week. Tennessee and Houston on a bye-bye weeks are back. Week number six in the National Football League. Another two and a half point spread for another divisional matchup and another battle of the birds for the Arizona Cardinals. Last week at home, hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. They did cover as a five and a half point favorite, but some late game management coughed up an opportunity potentially to win that football game. And they missed Matt Amendola. Field goal gives Philly its fifth straight win of the year. But this week, it's Arizona on the road, Jim. The Cards head up to the Pacific Northwest against the Seahawks. But Arizona, a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. What's your approach to this matchup between the Cardinals and the Seahawks? Uh, my overall sentiment on this game is just relief because I have bet the Cardinals, I think all four weeks so far this year and like oh, yeah sure damn. they've they've covered in those uh they've covered i think three straight now uh which is yeah. which is so it's been profitable but has it been fun no like <laughs> i'd be bald regardless but i think it's being accelerated based on the way that you know betting the cardinals so when i ran my numbers this week and saw that the seahawks were underdogs like oh boy i get to bet against the cardinals this week and when cliff kingsbury and kyler murray do confounding things i get to be happy about it so yeah. it's been an awesome week for me. I took the the Seahawks money line. Uh, it's plus 122 right now at FanDuel Sportsbook. Still showing value there. I think the Seahawks should be favored in this game. So getting in a plus money on the, the money line, I'll happily take. I did downgrade their offense that they were Rashad Petty. You know, typically you're not going to see a big move with a running back being out. But like Rashad Penny's rushing efficiency has been like Patrick Mahone's passing efficiency this year. That wasn't going to stick. So there was some regression baked in there regardless, but I think it is a downgrade to go to, to take Rashad Penny out of this offense, but still Geno Smith balling out this defense stinks. So that's definitely one thing for sure. The Seattle defense is horrible, but yeah. I kind of have faith in Geno. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not something I have like a ton of confidence in, but like hey. my numbers like him, his pro football focus grades are pretty good. I'm buying in. So the Seahawks money line plus 122. I like that a lot. This is another spot where both my my prior model and the model I run based on just 22 both agree directionally. We're betting the Seahawks plus 122. I finally get to just ignore the Cardinals, uh, the wonky things they do, and just enjoy some football on Sunday. Right. Jim, I'm happy for you that you get to yeah. fade Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray and you can enjoy yourself backing Pete Carroll. That should be fun. <laughs> Geno Smith, pretty good this year. And the Seattle Seahawks, the second worst scoring defense in the league, giving up nearly 31 points per game. Jim, we have a great matchup on Sunday afternoon inside Arrowhead, that AFC divisional round rematch from last year. But it's also historic for Patrick Mahomes. It is the first time in his NFL career he will be booked as a home underdog. The Chiefs getting 
two and a half points inside Arrowhead against Buffalo. Jim, are you surprised to see Kansas City as the home dog against the Bills? Yeah, very surprised. And it's not it's not like a situation like, oh, this is a terrible situation. Like, how could you make the Bills favorite here? It's more so just like <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that they did it because the Chiefs have still played pretty well. I know the defense got shredded by Devontae Adams on on Monday night, but like I think they're still a good football team. So again, I like the money line here. Kansas City is plus 124 right now. It, plus, it was plus 130 Tuesday morning. So there's been some buyback here on the Chiefs. And I think that's the right way to go for things. Uh, my model, both models have the Bills as the best team in football, but they still like the Chiefs a lot. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs plus 124 here. I think that the money line makes a lot of sense. I get to bet on Patrick Mahomes. It's not fun to bet against Josh Allen, but betting on Mahomes is pretty fun. I'll take it. And they dueled it out last year, of course, inside Arrowhead. Josh Allen, the MVP. Favorite Patrick Mahomes, the second best price. It almost feels like Alabama as an underdog. You just need a bet on the Chiefs. From number five in FanDuel, he is Jim Sonis. As always, we appreciate your time. More of the morning after. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Day number two of the division series in Major League Baseball. The National League teams, all four of them, in action. The American League teams, all four of them, get the day off. They return to the slate tomorrow on a Thursday. Helping us look at the division detail right now, it is SportsGrid's MLB Insider. It is the host of Fantasy Sports Today, the host of Newswire, a man that wears many hats for us here on the grid. It is Craig Mish. Craig, thank you for joining us here. How was day number one, the opening day of the DSs around Major League Baseball? Well, thanks, Ben, first of all, for having me. It's great to be with you as always again. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, one-run games, walk-offs. Uh, I mean, baseball basically owned the day yesterday. I, I guess as as baseball fans, we're supposed to complain a little bit. I think that's just the nature of, of baseball fans that we don't have four games again today like that. I thought that that would be fun again, but I was able to watch most of it. I had my own game last night. I had a Little League game last night to uh, to coach, so... Uh, yeah, missed some of that too, but we did win 17 to four. That's the good news in that one. So uh, all, all good things yesterday for sure. I was going to say, what was the result? 17 to four. Craig, were you out there throwing pitches? Is it kid pitch now? How does it look right now on the slate? Yeah, so so we're at the point now where the kids are pitching. This is my son's second year in in this uh, division in the 10U. And unfortunately, a couple of weeks ago, he rolled his ankle and he got hurt, so he had to miss the first game. But he did pitch. Uh, Saturday threw a no hitter. He struck out twelve in four innings, and then no yesterday, last night, he struck out ten in three innings, and and also got back on the field to hit. So it's uh, it's it's going well thus far, Ben. Uh, thus far, I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of that. That's for sure. Young Mish, like a young Shohei Otani out there, there on the go. diamond. We love to see a person that can do it both on the bump and at the dish. All right, to the division series now in Major League Baseball here in October, Craig. And last night, a big focus, of course, up inside Yankee Stadium between the Yankees and the Cleveland Guardians. Garrett Cole on the bump for the pinstripes. A pretty solid outing. And for the third straight game in their postseason so far here in 2022, the Guardians only able to muster up one run. The Yankees take the opening game. 4-1 4-1 to one in the ALDS. Craig, what was your biggest takeaway from last night up in the Bronx? 
Yeah, I feel like in the shows that I've been on with you and Scott, I, I've I've done fairly well with sort of picking this as we've gone. I, the the biggest surprise thus uh, thus far for me, and I think for everybody, is I, is I did think the Mets would beat the Padres. I thought it would go the distance, but I did think honestly the Mets would win. I didn't see this you know sort of collapse happening at the end. Um, the way that I see this series, uh, Ben, is I definitely think Cleveland is still in this thing. I, I know that there are a lot of folks that think, oh, because the, you know, the Guardians haven't scored a lot of runs. They struggled to score runs against Tampa Bay, uh, that it's over. But we've also seen the Yankees go into these offensive funks. And, and look, if, if Cleveland can't score four runs in any of the games, obviously they're not going to win this five-game series. But I, I do think that uh, this this will get close, if not go the distance. And I do think the Guardians still have a very good shot to keep this going. Uh, you know, Cole definitely pitched his you-know-what off yesterday. And for whatever reason, the Guardians have just had, you know, a really tough time scoring. I do think that's going to change. And I do think the Guardians will win games in this series. I don't think it's over yet. The great thing about postseason baseball, really any playoff series from the odds perspective, is that based on one game in a best-of-five series, we can see the odds and the outlook for the rest of the series change drastically. The Yankees entered last night as a minus 215, minus 220 favorite to win the series outright, advance to the ALCS with a victory over the Guardians. And then because of the opening game victory, the Yankees are now, Craig, a minus 460 favorite, Live on the FanDuel Sportsbook, the Guardians, a plus 360 price. They are scheduled to face off tomorrow on a Thursday evening in New York, although there is some bad weather potentially here in the New York City area. It's Shane Bieber and nasty Nestor Cortez, the Yankees a slight favorite. But now with the Yankees, Craig, as substantially favored as they are in the series, does that present value back on Cleveland? It does. I, I think I, I can't speak about this for all of the series, but this is probably one of the two that I think have a chance to either go the distance and win. And then, Ben, are, I mean, does it really matter if Cleveland wins the series? I think it matters more if they go five games, because then you could just head oh. your way through this thing, especially going into the last game. So what you're looking for is Cleveland to just win one of the next two. I know that everyone will write them off that they lose the next one. It's a very resilient team. I'm not going to do that. Their pitching is really good. Uh, their manager is excellent in Francona. And and naturally, look, it, it's it, everyone thinks it's a one-man show with Jose Ramirez. I would slow the roll there. If you've watched the Yankees play long enough this season, you know that they've gone into some massive funks, and, and I think that the trust factor is not completely there. You know, that being said, the Yankees are, are huge favorites to win the series for a reason. But I still am going to stick with this thing going deeper into this thing. I can't say who will win if they get to a game five, but I do expect Cleveland to fight their way through this. Craig, and that's a great point as well. It's not necessarily just about the Guardians cashing now that plus 360 ticket. It's about getting to a point where you can find the value and make sure you have a profit in this American League Division exactly. series between the Yankees yeah. and the Guardians. Very, very astute there. Let's go to the other matchup in the ALDS. Two teams that know each other very well from the American League West. The Seattle Mariners and the Houston Astros. And entering the game yesterday, Craig, with Justin Verlander on the bump, the Strohs a heavy favorite, minus 230. But it was the M's, the plucky underdogs that get to Verlander, that have a 7-1 lead entering the home half of the eighth inning. And then an Alec Bregman home run. And then the walk-off from Jordan Alvarez. Down 7-5 and their final out of the game, a three-run bomb. Launch 438 feet, a no-doubter, and the Astros walk it off 8-2. to 
to seven. Craig, how demoralizing of a victory is that for Seattle? And will there be a response in game number two? Yeah, I love Seattle. Uh, picked them on all the shows to easily beat Toronto. And and I think that what you saw uh, with, with the way that the Mariners beat the Blue Jays in that final game shows you that I think that they're also going to give Houston a really hard time. But Ben, to your point, they're not going to win this series. This is not one of those where I'm trying to hedge my way through five games. Uh, I don't see it happening. Uh, you know, everyone right now is going to write them off because, again, they used Robbie Ray in that game yesterday, and he was the one that ended up giving it up. And and the, the mental factor, I definitely think, is part of it. But that's a narrative, and I don't know that that's truth. I, I expect Seattle to play very tight throughout these games. If you're getting plus a run and a half on some of these games, I think that's definitely the way to go because I don't see Seattle getting blown out. But Houston is the better team, and, and there's no other way that I could look at it at this point. Game number two tomorrow in Houston. Framber Valdez for the Strohs, who has been sensational this year. But it is the ace of that Seattle staff in Luis Castillo. They are an underdog at plus 130 on that money line for game number two tomorrow. The only upset then that we saw on the opening day of the division series because it was the Astros storming back in walk-off fashion in Atlanta. The home of the reigning World Series champs, the Atlanta Braves, losing to the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies getting to Max Freed early and often and surviving the bottom of the ninth despite a three-run bomb from Matt Olson. The Phillies, Craig, win 7-6. to six. They are back for game number two in Atlanta this afternoon. It is Kyle Wright getting the start for the Braves. Zach Wheeler on the other side for the Phillies. The Braves are a favorite on that money line at minus 142. What can we expect here in game number two between the Phillies and the Braves? Yeah, this, this is going to be a great series. Uh, and the reason why, Ben, is because Philadelphia won that first game. And so uh, the, the Phillies are sort of built in a five-game series, Ben, to do what they did yesterday probably one more time, which is score like seven, eight runs in another game. But I, I just don't see that being the recipe for the entire series. But whether it is today or whether it's when they get back to Philadelphia, at some point, Schwarber's going to hit a couple home runs in a game. Harper's going to hit one. JT, Realmuto, Hoskins, their offense is too good to be kept down for five games. Uh, this is one of those series because Philadelphia ended up winning the first and because I think they're going to win one more at least, this is going to go the distance, and it's one of those that I think it's just too close to call. So I do think Atlanta wins today. I could see Philadelphia winning the third. I can see Atlanta winning the fourth, and then we get down to game five, and we got Nola coming in in the ninth and Freed coming in in the eighth. I think this yeah. is good. these teams know each other real well. I think it's a classic to me, too close to call on this one. I'm going to just stay away from the series. And, Craig, it's going to be a fascinating study from the odds perspective for the series in the postseason. Because of the victory yesterday, the Phillies are now the favorites to win the series outright. Minus 140. They entered as nearly a dollar and a half underdog. But look at the series' correct score. The most likely outcome is Atlanta in five at plus yeah. 220. So it is razor thin. We'll see how this series plays out. And as we look at the National League right now, Craig, the expectation was for a Braves and Dodgers rematch in the National League Championship Series, which leads us to the World Series as well. The NL is the favored league at minus 132 to win the World Series this year because of LA. Do you agree with what these odds say at the moment? Yeah, I, I, I look, it's just really easy to go chalk with Houston and L.A., but I, I think as we've talked about previously, just from a historical perspective, 
the team that has the best record in Major League Baseball almost never wins the World Series. So uh, I, I kind of think Houston's got a good shot to win this thing. I really do. I still feel like that's there at plus 114 for you. Uh, you know, does it make me nervous that Verlander was blown up the way he was? Yes. Like that's, that's, you know, I, mean, I thought three times in a seven game series, I got JV out there. I'm in good shape. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Right. Like, is he okay? <laughs> like, I'd like to get the report. Like the next, like he's going to throw a bullpen. That usually is what happened after they make a start two days later to throw a bullpen again. I'd like to make sure that he's like a hundred percent healthy before I'm going to take my hard earned money and put it on Houston. Uh, because without him, they're not going to win the world series, but provided that he is healthy and that's a blip. I, I still think the value is no question with the American League, because I, I think that uh, L.A. is going to roll through San Diego at this point. I don't see any other way around it. And and Houston, they'll have their battles with whoever they end up facing. But I, I think in the end, the Astros will be there. And the Astros right now, just from a team perspective in the World Series market, only 70 cents behind the Dodgers. L.A. is the favorite at plus 200. The Astros, the second best price at plus 270 game number two tonight inside dodger stadium between those dodgers and the padres la dominant in the season series they have now won 15 of the 20 against san diego this year including game number one last night a five to three victory it's clayton kershaw for la it's you darvish for san diego craig do you think the dodgers extend their series lead to two games to none yeah, it feels like a sweep here. Uh, you know, San Diego had to overcome a lot to beat the Mets. That's probably, you know, laying it all on the line going through. And, and congrats on a good season for San Diego. I, I think that I was in the camp of thinking that that collapse that they had last year was going to happen again this year. But I give them a lot of credit. And Bob Melvin, I think Bob Melvin was the difference this time. I don't give managers a ton in terms of wins and losses, but he got that team back focused and they beat the Mets in that final game. And I think that that's what they'll look back on as the success of the season. I don't I don't see them doing anything in this series at all. Yeah, right now the Dodgers a minus 480 favorite to win the series outright. The most likely outcome in the series correct score is the Dodgers to pull off the sweep over San Diego at plus 200. So still a plus money price for you if you want to back Los Angeles. And Craig, to your point, I think we saw some of that depth and maybe a little bit of the tired nature of San Diego last night as that game extended. They made it a game, did the Padres, after LA jumped out to a 5-0 lead, but ultimately falling in Los Angeles. Craig Mish, Fantasy Sports Today starts in just a couple of minutes. We'll let you go, and we thank you for your time, as always, here on The Morning After. All right, great being with you, Ben. Have a great day. Thank you. Same to you. Day number two of the division series in Major League Baseball. And as we discussed, because the markets change so rapidly based on one individual outcome, we can find some value in those series prices. That's what we'll do before we say farewell. Up next here on The Morning App. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Closing out our two hours together here live on this Wednesday on the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159. It's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid Network as well. I am Ben Stevens. The reason I'm speaking a little bit fast right now is because I have two plays for you, two kind of best bets, but more like sprinkles on plus money numbers. So before we say farewell and before we say goodbye, it's time for both 
a Major League Baseball series price best bet and a college football Wednesday night matchup best bet as well, both with a plus money number right here as we give you bye-bye-bye. So as we have discussed throughout this show, the wonderful thing about any playoff series, whether it be in the NHL, the NBA, or now in October baseball, is based on one individual result. They fluctuate the series outright odds, often in my opinion, a little bit too much. And that was the case, in my estimation, for the Braves and the Phillies. Yes, Philadelphia pulls off the upset yesterday at the home of the reigning World Series champs in Atlanta. They hold on for a 7-6 to six victory but Atlanta is now the series underdog at plus 120 the Braves entered game number one minus 186 as the series outright favorite and for Atlanta to even the series today they're a minus 142 favorite at home with Kyle Wright who has the most wins in baseball this year a 21 and 5 record that's an expectation for Atlanta to even the series they would flip back to the favorite in that case plus 120 take the Braves while you can Wednesday night football Kalon LeBourne and Marshall, one of the best running backs in all of the country. The fourth leading rusher in the sport, who is one of four running backs who have rushed for over 100 yards in every game. He has also scored multiple touchdowns in three of the five. For LeBourne to find the end zone twice tonight is plus 300 against Louisiana. That's a look for you because his rushing yards prop is ridiculous. It's 136 and a half the morning after each and every weekday live right here on sports grid it starts at 9 a.m eastern time i'm ben stevens and we'll talk tomorrow